Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Forging Life Podcast. I am the host, Trey Ryder, and the Forging Life Podcast is about hardships, parenting, entrepreneurship, and the struggles that we deal with every single day. We will have many interviews with special guests, and you can actually see some of these interviews on YouTube, and you can even join the discussion by heading over to Facebook and typing up Forging Life Podcast and join our page. You guys, thank you so much for coming in, and I hope you enjoy season number two of the Forging Life Podcast. Before we jump into today's episode on the Forging Life Podcast, I want to give a shout out to today's sponsor, Kenny Page at K Page Productions, who has helped recreate the Forging Life logo, and he actually is offering our listeners 10% discount to create or recreate your logo, business cards, and so much uh, many different other offers out there. Uh, you can get a clothing line, tags, and a few other things there too. So make sure, head over to a Kennedy Page, uh, who his information is in the show notes. Take advantage of the 10% discount and make sure you get yourself looking nice and professional. So thank you, Kennedy. And now let's jump into today's episode. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Forge and Life podcast. I am your host, Trey Ryder, and today I have another guest with me. Her name is Lamore uh, Leahy Debbie, and I, as always, I always look down at my piece of paper because it doesn't matter if it's simple, uh, a simple name or not. I, I'm bound to mess something up. So, uh, and uh, Lamore, she's actually a mindset transformational um, coach, and she actually gets into the spiritual coaching as well. Uh, some of the areas that she's dealt with and actually studied on was NLP and the mind. And it's just, it's great to be able to have somebody that's very well versed to be able to actually go through and, and talk to us today. So first and foremost, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's my pleasure to have you. So tell us a little bit about um, who you are, first and foremost, even though I just kind of did a very small introduction and great introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. So, um, how did you get into the mindset transformational mentor that jumping down NLP for those that don't know what NLP is, it's neuro-linguistic uh, programming. And it has a lot to do with, uh, the mind and how we see things and actually being able to ultimately transform it into, a different meaning or a different way we we picture things so how the heck did you kind of just say okay i'm doing this well um today i'm i'm already um you know i know that i got a gift many years ago over a decade ago i got a gift and uh i got divorced and it wasn't my first divorce it was my second divorce and the reason i'm saying i got a gift it's because this this divorce really starts who I am today and what I've been going through. I find myself divorced, not for the first time, for the second time. I had a little girl with me. She was uh, back then three years old. Now she's 16. Um, and I was so mad. I was overwhelmed. I was pissed. I was angry. I was 
so mad. And the reason why I was so mad is because when I got divorced for the first time, I did what I knew to do the best. What I've been taught, uh, my mom taught me that and society taught me that and, and, and movies and serious that it's either my fault or his fault. So on the first time, on my first divorce, who want to take the blame? No one want to take the blame. We never want to say it's my fault. So I was really blaming everyone else around me. He was him. It was his mom, his sister, my mom that she, you know, planned to sit in my head. Everyone was guilty. And I just moved to the next relationship without really griefing or looking at what happened. So I moved into the next relationship. I got married. And within a year, I found myself divorced for the second time. When I got divorced for the second time, the reason I was so overwhelmed and, and upset, it's because now I didn't have someone else to blame. And that meant that I need to blame myself. Because if it's not his fault, then it's my fault because I did it twice. And part of me blaming myself was, okay, let's see what you're doing over and over again that you keep attracting the same result. I wanted to understand why. What's going on there? Why I keep attracting those experiences, those relationships, this toxic. And then I went first time in my life to a person that called coach. <laughs> I didn't know what's coaching before. I know psychologists and I know psychiatrists and I didn't want to go to either those, you know, uh, brand names, I call them, <laughs> you know, tags. So I, I, I went and I took a coach. And then I realized one of the biggest gifts that I had in my life, that it was no one's fault. It was not my fault. It was not his fault or no one else around. And I said, okay, if it's no one's fault, then what's now? And then I realized that we all do the best we can with the tools we had at that given moment, at that given time. He did the best he could, and I did the best I could with the tools we had. And when I say tools, I mean, you know, the way we brought up, the way we've been raised, the way we, we, we've been taught. It's not no one's fault that they believe in certain ways or act in a certain way if they don't know any different. So when I realized that, I said, okay, so if that's the case, then all I need to do is to gain more tools, different tools, so I can have different outcome. And that was my big breakthrough, understanding that. And when I dived into it, I start reading books. I started taking courses, being with my uh, coach, mentors. And two years later, after I went through and I saw this, those things really work and that I start heal things in me and change my perspective, I just got this huge feeling that this is what I meant to do. This is why I'm here. This is why I went through those divorce. And this is why I call this divorce a gift because I've been trained by life to be who I am today so I can help other people to look through different glasses, to understand it's no one's fault, but it's our responsibility because there is a big difference between taking responsibility to blame People think that if I take responsibility, that mean I take the blame. It's not true. Taking responsibility only means that if I create that in any form, 
spirituality or really manifestation or whatever you want to call it. If I cause, if I, you know, cause this reality, I can change it just like that. And that's the beauty. That's taking responsibility and not blaming. This is how I started. I love it. And as you're sitting there talking, I know you saw me kind of bending over and um, I'm constantly writing notes, either questions or key points that you're speaking about. And some of the things that I did write down, one, the very first uh, thing that you were pretty much opening up with was you were receiving a gift and that gift was a divorce. And a lot of times people can end up looking at it negatively. And in that time, maybe you were looking at it as a negative action or a, a negative event in your life. And the thing is, it, it does take time. It takes a lot of learning and patience to be able to actually come across and say, yes, you know what? It, had this stuff not happened, I wouldn't be where I am today. And by doing that personal development, those different trainings, starting to actually transform your mindset and understand the questions you need to ask yourself. And you always hear, even in school, you know, no, no question is a dumb question, but the right asking yourself the right questions is what's going to truly move you forward. Right. And, um, and also you, one of the great saying that I love by Einstein, Einstein said, it's insanity to do things over and over again and expect different results. When you get divorced twice, you realize there is something that you are doing. If you get fired many times, if you, you know, you try diet and then you gain another 10 pounds, if you've been lying, if you've been doing something over and over and over again, maybe you should change your MO. Maybe you should change the way you do things if you want to have different results. Exactly. And it does. It, you can hear those people that say, why do I always get hooked up with this guy or this girl? And it always ends up the same way. It's because of the perspective and how you carry yourself and the actions that you personally do. So we have a direct reflection as in how our life happens to us. Right. And one of the things that, that I did, um, actually a few things, you said attracting same results. And that's kind of just what I literally just talked about. And the big thing that I really want to get across is signs consistently show up. and even though, you know, that happened twice, what do you take out of signs consistently showing up? Well, in my case, you asking? For anything. If that, you notice like signs continually happen. Right. What do because, you take from you that? You know, I, I was looking at myself and I was, you know, seeing that I was attracting. In my case, it was, you know, attracting similar results because, my, my, the way I was behaving, I was actually able to see how I was acting. I was giving all myself, all in a hundred percent. And I was pleasing. I was not really giving. And, and that's a diff, big difference. Another big difference that people, oh, I'm giving. I'm, I'm, and we praise ourselves and we feel so good. I'm such a great wife. I'm such a great husband. I'm this and that. But we're actually pleasing. We're pleasing someone else for us to feel like we are worthy, that we are good enough, that we will be loved enough. I always say that we start life with this capacity 
of, uh, of love. And our parents pour some, the society pours some, friends, family, but we start our adult life with really a little bit in our cup. And then we go like beggars in the world and we're like, can you love me? Can you give me attention? Can you tell me how worthy I am? Can you respect me? And we do all those things. And one of the main things that I see on myself and on the people I'm coaching is the pleasing, is to please someone else, to do things that you don't really wanna do or you don't even know if you're happy doing just for them to love you. And when I realized that that was what I was doing, I decided to put all my effort into self-love, into loving myself, into accepting myself. So many times we want other people to accept us, but we don't accept ourselves. Why will someone else do something for us that we don't do for ourselves? So that's Absolutely. what brings me to this relationship that the first thing, the most important thing in anything, no matter what's happening in your life, you need to have great relationship within yourself. You need to love yourself, to appreciate you, to feel worthy. And, you know, I was sitting there on a Zoom call uh, with Dean Graziosi and his wife today. And I was sitting there reading some of the chat and they were sitting there talking about this one lady who said, you know, I, I've been talking about leaving my, my husband for a while, but I just can't seem to get the guts to be able to do that. And I personally responded back. And if she's completely unhappy, then you're trying to please him in a manner that is making you completely unhappy. And you need to stop pleasing somebody else and make sure you focus on yourself to make sure your inner self is, is happy. So if, if this is a case that you're completely don't want to be in, look at it, make sure, ask yourself, am I doing this for myself to stay here or am I doing it for them? And if that's the case, you got to pull back. And, um, and what's beautiful about what you say, Trey, that, um, yeah, you do please others, but the most important thing is, and that's why people don't realize they're pleasing, is that we get something out of it. So we don't really do it for someone else. We're not in abusive relationship when we please someone. We abuse ourselves because we all get something out of it, either significant or certainty, or, uh, or freedom, or variety, you know, people like their freedom. And they don't realize that it's a human need that they need to have. And that's what is serve them. When I found myself, you know, even later, because you always grow, I found myself in relationship, I loved the person, he loved me, everything was great, but I had a lot of things missing. So I asked myself, what do I have? Because if I'm still there, that means that there is some need that's been met. And that's me taking responsibility. I wanted to know why I'm still staying in a relationship that does not fulfill me. Great person, but I don't feel fulfillment. And you know what was my answer back then? I had a title. I got relationship title. And for that time, that's what I needed because for me, at that point of life, having the title of having relationship was equal to be normal, where I used to live in my society. So that's why I stayed in place that I was not fulfilled or feeling fulfillment because I got something out of it. And how did you come across that realization that if you can walk us through like 
the mind shift that you started having and saying you had that title, but there was things that had to lead up to it. There was awareness. So what are some of the questions or what was the discovery process for that? Okay, great question. So the first question you, we all should ask ourselves, because a lot of time we like to complain. We don't have this. We don't have this. I heard myself complaining. So you know what? I, I, I'm going to go back for a second. There is one thing that's also very important that we've been taught the best through our parents, society. Again, it's not their fault. They did the best they could with the tools they had. And that's what they've been taught. But we've been taught to be a victim. This happened to me. That person did that to me and so on and so on, not to take responsibility. So I already know that if I do something, I do it because I get something out of it. So anyone that hear us right now, if you do something, and I'm sorry, even being in a violence relationship that your partner is being abusive toward you, you still get something. Now it sounds really crooked and very twist. Oh my God, what does someone that, you know, been beat up or been talking rudely get? You know, I find out working with, uh, with people that been abused, a lot of times we think about the abuser and not abusive. Oh, the abuser, he's the bad person and the abusive poor them. And I say, this is a 50-50 deal because it's like the drug dealer as long as you dare, you keep them doing it. And the reason why an abusive are in abusive relationship is because, to my opinion, they love themselves. They think they don't really, that's not really what happened, but they think that the other person loved them a little bit more than what they love themselves. They think that the other person, they're more worthy in his eyes or her eyes more than they see themselves. So something make them stay. So I looked at myself and I say, okay, Limor, I know why that I know for sure that if you there, there's something that's holding you there. Now let's find out what you say. You don't have this. You don't have that. You don't have all the important things. And then I ask myself, I was tuning myself. I took a deep breath, like, like a meditation, but really connecting with myself. And I ask what do you have if you don't have all those? The simple question. And when I kept silence, the answer came from inside of me. This is where I connect my spirituality. And I just got the answer. You have a title, a relationship title. And then I say, I talked to this inner voice and I said, okay, what does it mean? And I got the answer. It means relationship equal be normal. And once I realized that it was easier because if you don't have good intimate relationship, if you don't have someone to talk with, if you don't have support, if you don't have all the important things that it's important for you in relationship, you need to ask, so what do I have? And for those who are listening to me right now, you might be in a relationship that was amazing for one, five, 10 years, and it changed. You need to remember that we cannot live in the past. It changed and you are in the here and now. You need to look at it as it's here. Because I had a great relationship in the beginning, but it changed. We both changed and it's okay. 
And I was actually looking at myself and I say, I'm helping couples. I'm helping people with relationship. How is it going to look like if I'm going to get away from separate from this relationship and I got an answer, it will look amazing because that means that I don't settle for less than what I want. That if I'm in, in a place that does not serve me, I'm not there. I hope I, you got your answer, Trey. Yeah, I was just waiting in case you wanted to continue following up because it's, it's great information what you're actually speaking about. And what I was taking away from this is one, and it's true from all of everything I've researched and studied, and it, it comes down to us being taken our, a moment to ourselves and being silent. And once again, like I said at the very beginning, asking the right questions. And sometimes we have to have that discovery or that awareness that we're in bad situations. And oftentimes people do know. And, you know, as prior service military, one of the things I did was military police investigations. And I went to a lot of um, domestic violence and abusive situations. And you, know, you, from outside looking in, it's like, why don't you just leave? Why are you still there? And the truth is, like you talked about, there's certain needs that are being met due to those situations, whether it's a sense of security or self-worth, even though a lot of times in abusive relationships, uh, the self-worth isn't there, truthfully. And it just takes a lot of time to, to study exactly what is going on. So take us, now that you, you actually realized and you need to get out of there, then how did you proceed? What was some of the mindset shifts from there? Because there's a lot to unpack just it's a off lot of to one unpack, event. Definitely. And, and there is also um, another thing. Whoever listened to this great show, you know, when you ask yourself, you play, you just say, you know, you were, you know, policeman. So I'm saying you need to play, you know, the bad cop and good cop in your head. You need to ask, okay, what do you have? What do you get? And then like, I don't know. Okay, what do you lose? You start asking those questions. And then if you say, I don't know, then you need to come with certainty to yourself and say, well, I know you get something. Let's see. And you start opening those questions within yourself. Do you get love? Do you get attention? You know, so many times I have uh, someone I'm working with right now, um, my one of my coaches and she like she doesn't like but she get uh, um, uh, anxiety attacks and we find out through session it was very 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 fast to me to see that this is how she feel control when she get anxiety attack is because when she feel that she control the situation that she cares if something happened with the kids that's how she cares she get panic attack this is her sign to feel, okay, I'm doing something about it. This is how she feels certainty that she's involved. She's taking care of it. She loving them. She nutrition them. So you need to understand, and that's where NLP come. The one that's drive is your subconscious, not your conscious. Our conscious is three to 5%. And our subconscious is 95 to 97%. So we already understand who is leading your action. It's your subconscious. 
And if you saw your mom or your dad or someone taught you in the past when you were a child, something similar that you don't even remember, you're going to act with that. You're going to act through it. You're going to, you're going to act, you know, to make sure that what's your limiting belief, what, what your subconscious is saying is true. It's like my mom, she said this morning, I, I told her my mom didn't feel good. I said, okay, I'm going to buy you some medicine. And she said, I'll give you money. And I said, it's okay. I said, well, you, you, don't, you don't get your money from the trees. And I'm like, mom, do you know how much this sentence is a toxic sentence to raise a kid with? And she's like, what do you mean everyone say that sentence? I said, yeah, but it doesn't mean it's okay. Money doesn't grow on trees. Well, it does. It does. Or, you know, we say so many things that we actually have this limiting belief. So I don't really remember how I got this, but I'm into it. But I'm just saying, remember that this is how you're going to act. So you need to ask those questions. You need to ask yourself those questions so you understand what to do. So in my case, once I realized that this is what's going on, I, when I got divorced, I went and I, like I said, I, I got a coach. I start reading. I start taking courses. I think one of the best investment that a person can have in themselves is having a coach. And there is a big difference between expenses to investment. Expenses is going buying Starbucks, for example. I'm sorry, you know, if someone like the Farpuccino, whatever the name it is, because you're not going to get anything bad back by diabetes, maybe in some fat. But an investment, it's something that you get in return. So if you have someone that can see outside of the picture and with professional tools, not your friend, not your husband, wife, not your kids, not your family. And the reason why is because we all have our map of the world, the way we see things. I'm not going to go into NLP. I'm not going to, I'm going to make it really simple. Your event, the things that you went through life gave you the map of the world. And if I put between me and you, the number six, you're going to see nine and I'm going to see six. We both right. We both wrong. Okay. Because we all have different perspective on this matter. Now, when you go to your friend and you ask them about your husband or your business or your kids, you're actually asking for someone else that grew in a different way, that went through different life, even if it's your brother that's been raised in the same house. They have different beliefs, they have different experience, and you ask them what's their opinion. And a personal opinion is not a professional guidance. It's totally different. So you're going to take something that fits someone else and you're going to put it up on yourself and then you're going to take a lead and then you're going to make way more mess because you're not going to feel authentic and you're going to make so much issues that you need to fix later. So the best thing I ever did was having a coach. And since then, I always carry one having my back because I'm here to help people and I help many people, but I need someone to help me with my stuff, with my things. So that's, that's what really start everything, having a coach. Absolutely. I, I've been smiling for a little while. And, you know, when you actually look into this, and I heard this earlier today, and it, it stands true, 
for every dollar that you spend in personal development, you can end up getting $5 back in return. So the, if you are not just sitting there gaining knowledge, because knowledge is potential, um, production, uh, potential, uh, in what you can do, but if you never take action on it, then obviously it's not going to make the money back. And that's why having coaches is so important. That's why I have one. That's why, uh, Lamore has, uh, has one. And a lot of the people that I even bring on this show, I've asked them as well. It's the same thing. And, you know, from listening to this right now, so everybody is clear, success leaves clues. That's why most people uh, that are in the positions we are now, it's because one of the things my questionnaire says, leaders are readers. What's a book that you're currently reading right now or has helped you? And everyone has answers. And the big thing is, those that are making shifts, they're actually, they're not sitting there just reading sci-fi books or nonfiction. It, it's things that are going to move the needle in your life. Right. And, right. and what, you know, true. when I started doing that many years ago, that's where I started. Okay. At, at first it was just gaining generalized knowledge uh, in regards uh, to sales and psychology and uh, eventually into the mindset and NLP and I can go on and on. And same with courses. I've invested heavily into courses and uh, even for my certifications for what I do, it's all part of it. And And, and you know, what's the best example. I always say, if you want to buy a real estate property and you want to make an investment, right? It's an investment. And especially let's say you don't even want to live in this house. You want to have an investment to rent it. Will you go and ask your mom or dad that's rent a house for 30 years, you know, to give you the best tip of that investment? The answer is absolutely not, unless you're really out of your mind. You're going to go to professional to give you that advice. So why will I want to put my relationship, my finance, my business, my kids, my health in someone else's hands? If I want to lose weight, I'm going to ask my friend, what did you do? And she's going to tell me, and it's not going to work on me because we have different body with different habits. If you really want to get results, you're going to get a coach. People think that having a coach, it's an expense. And that's where they're missing out. It's an investment. Because if you can, listen, let's talk straight. If you got whoever listened right now and you have some things going on in your life, well, first of all, it's normal. But if you got to the age of 20, 30, 40, and you got so far and you could do better, you would. The reason why you, like I was, I keep tracking the same thing over and over and I needed new tools, but I did not have the tools. So I went to those who had them. So if you could make your life better, you would. The reason why the needle is not moving because you're not progressing is because you keep doing the same thing over and over and you're going to get the same result. So if you want a new result, take this. It's like food for me. Coaching, it's like food for me. I always have a coach in my back. Get the fund and go and invest in yourself because you are the best investment ever. If you're going to be in a happy place, in a healthy place, then your kids, 
your husband, your wife, your parents, your, your colleagues, the people you work with will enjoy a better you. I did a, a video about a year ago and I was talking about this and I, I asked the, the community, I said, you know, if you were a stock and you were the investment, how would your stock portfolio be? Would it be rising or is it going to be plummeting? And the big thing, that's a quick way to be able to assess who you are, where you're at. And if you're on the right track, would you invest in yourself as a stock if it's growing or if it's falling? And if the answer is no, because it's falling, then you definitely need to reach out and, uh, you know, find some of these tools, find a, the proper coach that identifies with you or you identify with that coach because it's a mutual agreement. And, you know, that's why every time you'll hear coaches, they, they say, you know, get the free session. It, it's one to leave you with the proper tools and two, see if you're a proper fit for each other. And if you're not, you're still going to benefit from at least having that conversation. Right. And that's, that's the biggest part. So, it, and one, one more the, thing, a good coach, I, I do that. I consider myself as a good coach. And I know there is a lot of great coaches outside that do that. I will never take someone that I know I cannot serve like they deserve. If you're not coachable, I will not work with you because my time is more than my money. I cannot return my time. Absolutely. So it's not about money. It's about, I'm not going to work with you if I'm not the right fit for you. That, that's the biggest part. And I 100% agree. And before we end up wrapping everything up, I just wanted to ask a few more questions. Sure. If you were to, to give um, advice on one powerful tool that, has helped transform either your life or other people's lives, what would that be? So um, I think a few of the things that I said, first of all, that we all do our best we can with the tools we had at that given time. So we, we don't need to, we don't need to uh, feel and charge. Oh, I'm sorry. Judge ourselves or others because that's the best you could do. But if you have now awareness, you can change your tools and you can do different. So judging yourself, blaming yourself or others will just keep you stuck. Try to look at the pains that you got in your life that sometimes are not easy. I lost my dad three years ago. He was, you know, um, he had cancer and I lost him. He was the love of my life. But one of the healing processes that I did with myself I decided he's already gone, right? So I cannot bring him back. And I decided to look what was the gift that I received through his death? Because also through his death, I got other things that I didn't have before. And one great tool that I got is more self-love, knowing that he's not there to protect me. I can do the work by myself and I'm already trained enough and it's okay. I can take care of myself. I don't need him to take care of me. That's one. Second, I earned my mom. I had the opportunity to develop relationship with my mom that I did not put attention before. So that's just an example, how you turn your pain into a gain. This is what my, also my podcast is about, turning your pain into a gain, because this is where, if you hold your pain, you're stuck and you're moving nowhere. 
and you're being a victim and you feel bad and wherever you're going to plant a seed this is where a tree going to grow so if you plant a seed of miserable and unhappy or overwhelmed whatever it is that's what's more grown to grow from you can choose where to put your focus one of their their old old rabbis because i always say that self-development start in the bible way long time ago it says that a person is where his thoughts are. Make sure your thoughts are where you wanna be because wherever you're gonna focus on, this is what, where you're gonna be. So that's one great tools that I will tell you, you know, make sure that you're focusing on what you have and not what you don't have, what you know and not what you don't know and, and so on. So put your attention, start your day with gratitude, start to say thank you for the things you do have that will raise your awareness of things that you have. So every time, and I think, you know what? That's the best advice. Put your hand on your heart. Every time you're upset, you're not sure, you feel lost, take a deep breath, concentrate on your heartbeat. Feel your heartbeat and know that you did nothing to get this heart beating. And then start to say thank you for everything you have. And once you start to practice this, this is where your mind going. You're going to see more things that you're grateful for that's great in your life. So uh, that's, that's a great advice to remember that don't judge yourself or others. And also we all have a different map of the world. We all see things in a different way. So, and you know what? One more important thing is a lot of times when I grew up, I remember that uh, if I say something and you got me wrong, it was like, you didn't explain yourself. And when I was revealing into coaching and NLP, I find that we have the responsibility of communication is on the person that talk or text. So if you don't understand me, it's because I probably did not explain myself correctly. And instead of blaming someone else, I can change it and I can create something else. So I can talk to you for hours, like you see, I'm all passionate and, and we can, uh, you know, talk for hours. Um, I, I can definitely chime in even on um, the aspect of being, let's say we give direction to somebody and the listener takes it completely different. Right. Well, you know, our body and our, our tone inflection actually holds more weight than our actual words. So if our, if one of the three is misaligned, then the whole entire message is completely misaligned. Definitely. So, it, you know, you can say one sentence, the, the same exact words, that means one thing. And just by the inflection of your voice can then make it sound like an angry um, yeah. sentence. So it's just, that is more impactful. And then the face, I'll, I'll stop there because that's know, not what this is about. But yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's a big part of. But it's our so life. important. We maybe we need to do a oh, show yeah. about that because I think it's so yeah. important. People don't know that ninety-three percent for communication is nonverbal. It has nothing to do with what you say. It's all about how you say it, your tonation, your speed of your voice. If you have high or low your body language. Like I can, you know, whoever listen to me right now can feel how passionate I am and they don't see me. So it's not even about, you know, what do I say? It's the way I say it. 
It's either going to irritate you or you're going to like it, but that's how it is. <laughs> Absolutely. And tell us, you did talk about the, the podcast really quick. Give us the, the name of the podcast, where we can actually follow up with you. If a listener is hearing this and would like to get more information, how can they go about doing that? Okay, amazing. Thank you. So my podcast called Mindset Go, po- Mindset Go Podcast. Uh, you can find it in iTunes, of course. And Mindset Go Podcast, it's actually uh, when I was thinking, how can I serve and what can I do? Um, I just find out that there is so many stories in the fake media about relationship. Before COVID, everyone else looked like they are in the Canarian or in an island or sitting in a restaurant or doing something. And on the business, it always seems like everyone makes six figures in two seconds. So I said, what if we bring the real stories of real people that says how they change and move from painful moments in their life into a great outcome? So how their pain moved into a gain, because we do want support to understand. I want people to have hope, not to lose hope about whatever your dream is, if it's a business or if it's a relationship. I want you to know that if you had this in your mind, it's because it's possible. And sometimes we give up that dream because we think that the ocean is already full with other shark and there is not enough men or women or businesses or whatever the case is. So that's why Mindset Go podcast came into life to give hope to those who want to make their dream possible. And contact me. Uh, best way is with Facebook. Limor Lihi Debbie. Uh, and I also want, um, I just, it's my birthday. So I like to give, like I said, and I'm going to, uh, can I, can I say to, okay. Uh, so I'm going to give away. Um, I have only a few slots available. I'm going to give away some 30 minutes free consultation. If you want to talk, if you want, you're not sure if you are in a place in life that you don't know what to do and you would like to have some tools or to talk to me, then I'm going to give the link and then you guys can schedule. And I hope that, uh, you know, you guys will, uh, will take the lead because remember also spirituality, whoever believe in God, the universe, the creator, whatever the case is, you need to do your part and the creator, the universe will do its part. You need to get up on the sofa and do everything you can do your best to have and to improve your life and to achieve more or to have different outcome. And I promise you that the universe, God, the creator will work with you. Absolutely. And just so you guys know, I'll have all that in the show notes down below. So as you hear this, make sure you get down there, read the description. So that way you can take advantage of what Lamore is actually uh, trying to offer you guys. So is there any parting words or last words of wisdom um, that you would like to share right before we jump off? Yeah, one thing, because you said that you like to ask about favorite books. So the book that I'm reading right now, it's The 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma. And I think that's a great book to read to understand how powerful is waking up early and doing a lot of your tasks, a lot of the things you want in the morning. For me, I use the morning for me. I go and I pray and I meditate and I do my exercise. And sometimes I go and I see the sunrise and I do my journalizing and and everything I want to do, my workshop, my stuff that 
you know, that's me from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. And yes, sometimes in the weekend, sometimes I'm lazy and it's okay. So and that's the second thing. We all have high, low, high keys and low keys. And usually in life, we just in between. It's not about if you hit the concrete, if you hit low key, because it's going to happen to all of us. The question is, how long you there? How long you stay there? And that's why you want to surround yourself with great podcasts like this, with a tribe, with community, to read books like that, because that's what's going to keep you moving. So that was me. Uh, I had awesome. so much blessed. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, sharing some of your wisdom, what you do. And 100% agree. Uh, the morning is my, my, my bread and butter, so to speak. And once again, I started mirroring what successful people do. And I kept hearing it over and over again. It, it could continue slapping me in the face if I didn't take action because it's everywhere. Just like you said, the 5 a.m. club. Um, I have not read that book yet. But I have followed um, him for a long time as well. So I know a lot of the messages that come through it. And I've been practicing that myself, uh, you know, getting up. And that is truly where I take a moment for myself, um, for meditation, for my business, my, my everything that I need to set up for the day. I, I take the biggest bite of the apple the first thing in the morning. So that way I can wow. basically respond to the rest. That's so great. thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you that. so That's, much. Uh, powerful and, and i completely agree i i had so much pleasure you know it's so great to be in the other side of the mic um and i and and just remember it's okay to take things step by step it's okay as long as you're moving you're progressing you don't have to be in this race with no one else you do what works for you and sometimes when you get overwhelmed close your computer get off facebook take a break and restart yourself. It's okay. Absolutely. Thank you so much Thank for you. today coming Thank on you. here. And we look forward to talking again. Yes. You guys, as always, make the rest of your day the best of your day. Thank you for taking the time and listening to this podcast. If you're enjoying the Forging Life podcast, I ask you this. Take a moment and head over and rate this podcast. If you're listening to it on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you enjoy the most, please just take a moment so that way it will help get this episode or episodes into the ears of somebody else. And if you would like to join the discussion, make sure you head over to the Facebook page, Forging Life podcast and join us there. Thank you.